Welcome to the December 8th, 2022 meeting of the Alameda Recreation and Park Commission. Uh, to begin with, we'll start with roll call of the commissioners. Like to speak on anything not on the agenda. Currently, uh, no one's raising hand. Great, thank you. Um, and I'm gonna read. We didn't get a chance to post it, so I'm gonna read um, a written comment I received later today. Uh, it's from Cynthia Bonta, who's with Boho Circle, and she said, "Please convey our thanks and deep appreciation to the City of Alameda Recreation and Parks Commission." Ms. Adrian Alexander, Chair, Mr. Eric Robbins, Vice Chair, Ms. Philly Jones, Ms. Tara Navarro, and Ms. Alice Wynn for a well thought out and carefully carried out process of naming our parks in 2022. Naming one after Boho Circle, an organization of Filipino immigrants founded in 1936 during the Depression to preserve their human dignity both in life and in death is to recognize the enduring belief newcomers held unwaveringly in the promise of a better life in America through hard work, perseverance, and trust. Boho Circle Immigrant Park will show that the city of Alameda, its residents welcome and acknowledge the immigrant character of its community and the contributions they make to the social, economic, and political prosperity of life in Alameda. We are overjoyed with the honor of this naming and take on the responsibility of uplifting the power and beauty of diversity. We look forward with excitement and celebration to the grand opening program and ribbon cutting ceremony to be held on January 21st, 2023. And that concludes the public comment. Okay, great. Um, let's see, I forget, do we do the council or commission member reports or your report first? Uh, I think on the agenda, it's mine. Okay. It's fine for another way. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, it's mine. Okay, well, I guess um, great. So, um, so starting with recreation services, um, our Santa visits are happening this weekend and we still have a few openings if anyone is interested for live visits and, and we have more for virtual visits. We have found that the interest in virtual visits has significantly dropped off this year. Um, 
Santa will come personally, either in person or via uh, Zoom virtually to talk with children and, and give everyone a special treat. We also have the finals for the hoop shoot sponsored by the Elks, which is Friday, December 16th with awards on Tuesday, December 20th at 4.30 at the Elks Lodge. Um, our mobile recreation program that you've heard about in the past has been thriving this, um, this fall and is now offered twice a month at the Alameda Housing Authority's Esperanza, Esperanza Village site. And uh, we're, we're excited to see that really starting to blossom. Um, our aquatics programs have been very challenged in recent months. Um, we've had, there have been ongoing issues with the heaters at both high school swim centers at Ensenal and Alameda High School. Ensenal one heater is still down. Um, the city is paying for the half of the purchase of a new heater. Um, and, and these issues have resulted in cancellation of swim lessons, user groups, lap swim and, and, and more. So um, currently really, uh, I don't think anyone's swimming at Ensenal High School and we've had a couple um, weekends at Alameda High that have had to be canceled just recently. Um, Mastic Senior Center on November 23rd, Mastic gave out 75 Thanksgiving meals courtesy of Christ Church along with their daily lunch provided by Spectrum to our Master Se Mastic Senior Center participants. And the participants were uh, really happy to receive two meals going into the long holiday. Um, we have found that our ping pong, um, also known as table tennis numbers, are continuing to grow uh, quite a bit at Mastic um, to accommodate the volume and, all, and, and skill levels. We now are offering twice a week with longer hours. Um, we're also replacing the parking lot lights for increased in, uh, visibility and safety for our participants. Um, and the lawn out front in, of Mastic is being replaced with drought tolerant pollinator plants. And that project will be completed soon. Um, and I'm excited to say that this is the first of many ornamental lawn replacements um, over time that will be occurring at ARPD parks and facilities. Um, we also already um, replaced the lawn at our office. Um, and we collaborated with um, the Alameda Backyard Growers, and what they did is they created um, templates for planting um, of drought-tolerant pollinator gardens, um, and they created these templates for us, and this one at Mastic is the first one um, using those templates, and it's been a great collaboration. We're very happy about that. Uh, we also are now doing uh, rentals at Mastic Senior Center, uh, which recently included, for example, the American Contract Bridge League Tournament. They had a weekend-long tournament at the Pacific Coast Region National Model Railroad Museum. So um, there's more and more interest. We were only doing rentals at times when there are no Mastic programs, so uh, evenings and weekends. For park maintenance, the Bayport Park shade structure next to the playground is finally being installed this week. We're very excited. I wanna give you a huge shout out to, to Matt Nolan who pushed it over the, the finish line because um, permitting on this was, was very challenging. Um, we are soon replacing the stage and seat walls at Harrison Center at Lincoln Park. And um, as you know, Bohol Circle Immigrant Park Phase 1 is now open. It's been a huge hit. There's a lot of people at the park already. Um, it includes playground, game tables, picnic area, and open concrete area all over the original pier. Um, and the sections that are not yet open include the remaining half of the park, um, the, the boat dock, the uh, fish cleaning station, I believe, is open. Um, and there's gonna, there are um, paddleboard and storage lockers 
um, and we are working to uh, with a private contractor to um, get those open for the public to be able to do uh, ongoing rental lockers of those lockers. Um, we have volunteers, including Steve Sorensen, who are working on repairs of the backstop at Cruzy. So a huge thank you to them um, and to our staff who are working with them to get that replaced. Um, a few other last things. Uh, uh, Matt and I are working to increase safety measures at Alameda Point Gym. We've implemented site improvements and, as well as procedural and policy changes, particularly with our large tournaments. The user groups have been super helpful in, in, in implementing this with us. Um, a, a few examples of procedurally what we did um, is we, we, we changed uh, the flow of things. So we, instead of having huge congregations of everybody coming in and out of the front door, now on these huge tournaments, people come in the front door, but then exit out uh, another side door. Um, another example is, is high school um, basketball games can only be done in the, in the main court that's in the middle. So that there's a lot of space around them because at that age, they're, they're, they're bigger, they're stronger, they're more competitive and more aggressive. And so we need, want that space for safety around them. Um, another one that um, the Vipers just implemented and they, they do the most large uh, weekend tournaments is um, to have an athletic trainer. So um, kudos to them because they funded um, themselves an athletic trainer to be at their tournament all weekend so that if an accident were to happen, uh, there would be a, a, someone there skilled to deal with it until the, the medics, the paramedics could arrive. Um, lastly, I have uh, just wanted to list out the community events we have coming up. We have Breakfast with Santa happening this Saturday from 10 to 12 at the Oak Club. A very fun event if you want to stop by and say hi. We have our first ever adult cornhole tournament on December 17th at Alameda Point Gym. And we're pushing that marketing out right now. Um, there's men's, women's, and, and mixed, and uh, should be a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, we also have the Snowman Family Swim on Saturday, January 7th at Emma Hood Swim Center. Uh, just a way to have fun and a family swim during the, at, uh, at the pool during the winter month with food, games, crafts, contests. And we have our annual rose pruning at Lincoln Park, January 21st from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And the East Bay Rose Society members provide a rose pruning demonstration. And so you can learn to prune like an expert while also practicing your skills on the roses there and then doing that, um, helping our community by keeping those roses looking, uh, looking beautiful. Um, uh, the Bohol Circle Immigrant Park Grand Opening is on Saturday, January 21st from 2 to 4 p.m. Um, I'm really excited because we've been working with Bohol Circle members, and um, those members will be providing uh, music and dance performances and really will be celebrating Filipino culture, um, both through their performances as well through the food that we're providing. Um, and we'll also have DJ music and informational tables. Uh, so we're, we're excited about that and a ribbon cutting as well. On February 4th from 1 to 4.30 at Mastic, we have the Storytelling and Drumming Festival. Um, storytellers, puppetry, poetry, and drumming from around the world. It's a free event for the entire community. And then lastly, we have the Family Snowball Dance Party on Friday, Friday February 10th at the Oak Club from 6 to 8.30 p.m. So that's for all parents or guardians or favorite adults and their children to um, come play and have fun at a dance party. So that concludes my report. Okay, thank you. 
Uh, were there any questions or comments from the commissioners on items in the report? None? Okay. Uh, next up, we have reports from the individual commissioners. Uh, is there anyone that would like to go first? Anyone? Sure, I'll go first. Okay, Vice Chair Alexander. I thank you. Um, one quick question, Director Roberts. Where is the hoop shoot finals on December 16th and the, what time is it at? It's at Alameda Point Gym. And I'm, let me get back to you on the time. Okay, thank I'll look you. It up while we're doing this. Um, I went to the opening of Lincoln Park, the new play structure. It was an absolutely fabulous event. Um, many of you were there with me. Uh, again, I wanna thank Matt and his staff for their quick work to get that done so quickly and whatever hoops they were able to jump through so quickly. I hope we can do that the same next time we have a project like that. Um, it was great to see so many kids so excited. In fact, they kept interrupting the speaker saying, cut the ribbon, cut the ribbon. They wanted to start playing and celebrate. Um, I stopped by Mastic Center just to visit with Marcus and his staff to see what was going on there. Dropped some things off at the thrift shop. Um, I do have a couple of um, questions that have, a lot of people have called me in the last couple of weeks and emailed me wanting to know about the tree lighting ceremony that we don't seem to have anymore in town. And if there was one, the publicity wasn't good about it. So Director Warwich, I would like you to um, speak to that. I know we had some conversation about that a few years ago about the cost of the tree lighting in front of City Hall and all of that. So if you could speak to that, hopefully that can clarify some things for a lot of questions I've had. Sure, so, um, uh, maybe a year and a half ago, um, I brought to both the commission here and to city council a, a slate of reimagined community events. Um, you know, it was a good time after events and what we offered. Um, and part of that reimagining and sh shifting of events is um, uh, a recommendation to not do the tree lighting event anymore. Uh, it's a, it's both a very expensive event for it was about a ten thousand dollar event that. Generally, we had about 300 to 500 people attending. Um, and so there was, it was a high dollar amount for a, a smaller, a, what for us is a smaller number of participants. Um, and then we also eliminated the um, Easter egg scramble. Um, and then also just in terms of looking at diversity and equity and inclusion, those events tend to be more focused around um, Christian holidays. And so instead we, we reshifted priorities and, uh, instead we offered this year pride at Alameda pride in the park. We are offering our second now storytelling and drumming festival for, uh, that celebrates cultures throughout the world. Um, and then hoping also later this year to bring the, um, uh, a water regatta, uh, out to, to, um, Encinal boat launch. Thank you for clarifying that. I think that's um, good to have that on record again. Um, what is the possibility of having a multicultural holiday event? 
you know, I taught school for 30 years and we would do customs from around the world, whatever the holiday happened to be at this time of the year. So it could still be a community event. We have those wonderful Alameda dancing Christmas trees that, you know, are a tradition here in town. So if people were interested in having something like that, should they contact you at ARPD to make their voices known? How could that be brought back into the fold? Um, yes, folks are all, they can either come speak at, at here to make their voices known, they can come speak with me. Um, and also, I, I meant to mention too, that South Shore um, Shopping Center also does uh, a tree lighting festival, and they had the dancing trees there. Um, it was before, they had it early this year, um, before Thanksgiving. Um, so, so it also, having a tree lighting with the city also kind of, we felt doubled up events. Um, but uh, yes, we could certainly talk about a multicultural event. We, we get requests for a, a variety of events. Juneteenth this year, we were receiving a number of requests for a Ju Juneteenth event. Um, we are adding an event this coming spring. Um, Recreation Assistant Juan Aguilar is um, is organizing a Cinco de Mayo event. Um, it will actually be on Cinco de Mayo on May 5th because that lands on a Saturday this year, which is cool. Um, and he's pairing it with um, a movie in the park. Great, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, You're welcome. Just have had a lot of questions about that and I thought it was a good time to clarify that. I mean, one last thing, um, I maybe we'll address it when you talk about the priorities that we have. I've been driving by Tawada Park a lot lately and I noticed that the sign for the Tawada Park is um, <clears throat> in need of repair. And I see that on one of our lists here, there's park um, signs to repair. So maybe I should address that at that time. Yes, please. Okay, thank you so much. Um, and then I have an answer for you with the hoop shoot. The first time slot is at six o'clock okay. uh, uh, this Saturday on um, at the Oak Club. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay, thank you, Vice Chair. Were there any other commissioners that'd like to give a report? No? Okay, I'll go. Um, this month was pretty busy for me and members of my family. We were also, I was able to attend the ribbon cutting at Lincoln Park along with Vice Chair Alexander, Director Wildridge and Commissioner Wynn. It was really fun to meet in person. <laughs> uh, it was really exciting and fun to see the mayor, members of the foundation, and people who had spearheaded the fundraising. Um, and it was a lot of good energy. It was also the first time my kids were able to see me do something apart from a Zoom meeting for the commission. So they were very excited to see that. Um, we were also able to go to the new Bohol Circle Immigrant Park, uh, as they call it, Bohol Park, uh, which was really fantastic. I think if people are able to, they should go check it out. In addition to a brand new play structure, um, there's a lot of clever things that have been added into the design, such as uh, a balancing beam, except it's made out of really large uh, boat cleats, like ship cleats. Um, and one of the things we were able to see there that was also really fun was my kids did, there's a maze that you can walk on, like a labyrinth. And they're still really busy working. We were there at about five o'clock on a weekday and there were people doing underwater welding, which was very fascinating to the kids that were there <laughs> to see them come up and down in scuba suits. Um, I, I highly recommend people check it out. It's very nice and it's actually very easy. There's parking um, and bathrooms. Uh, 
And that's kind of what we've been up to. We've been monitoring all the different Santa activities and trying to figure out what we can do. And my family has been visiting from out of town and they've also been able to take my kids to see some of the parks and playgrounds. And they have remarked how nice they are and how much it has changed just in the years since they've been here. So it's kind of a testament to how hard and how quickly the city has been working to get these parks up and running. Um, so that's it, it's my report. Did anyone else like to go? No, okay. All right, well, the next up on the agenda, we have only one item for this evening and it is item 6A, which is to review and approve the City of Alameda Park Prioritization Plan for the fiscal year 2023-24. Um, and with that, I will turn it over to Director Wildridge. Fantastic, thank you, Chair. Um, <clears throat> so the city recently adopted its uh, general 2040 general plan. Um, the general plan is the city's highest high level guiding planning document. Um, and that general plan includes the open space recreation and parks element um, in that section. Um, well, and that element really de provides direction for the overall planning and development and funding and maintenance of city parks. Um, in that section, it now requires that the city provide an equitable public process to review and comment on upcoming park priorities and plans that will be incorporated into the next capital improvement budget, as well as the city's operational budget. Um, so this is the, the first of those coming before you tonight. Um, it should then now come before you every year. Um, and the city is on a biannual budget. So it might come every two years, um, but I'd like to, my goal would be to bring it to you every year um, to get your feedback and the public's feedback on, on what your priorities are for um, park improved park projects in the next fiscal years. Um, so in putting this first one together, um, I'm also totally open because this is the first time we've done it. Um, if you have input on, on anything about it, how we structured it, um, our criteria that we use, things like that, I'm, I'm open to that. Um, so uh, as Matt and I were, uh, Matt is our, as all of you know, but for the public is our parks manager, Matt Nolan. Um, he and I worked together to put this together for you. Um, and we, we structured it through uh, a variety and, 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 and looked at all of these projects through a variety of factors and criteria. Um, <clears throat> those are listed in your staff report. Those include the resources. Um, so we listed that, you know, gave you a sense of the amount of time, staff time and resources that are required to implement and manage the project. So um, for example, we would put a higher priority in projects that could be completed with pretty minimal staff time, but have a big community impact. Um, <clears throat> and I also use that, included that because I wanted to give you a sense of, you know, something like the city aquatic center or the second phase of Estuary Park requires significant staff time and resources versus um, a smaller project like, uh, as um, Vice Chair Alexander mentioned, installing the, the, the park, um, park signs. Also included information about funding, whether the project's already funded or not, through whether it's through grant or existing funds. Um, we also included previous priorities uh, as a criteria. Um, so it that includes projects that either this body, the commission has already directed us to implement 
or if the city council has directed staff to implement it, um, or if it's uh, directed from a city council approved plan, such as climate action and resiliency plan. And, and, and an example of that would be tree plantings or uh, converting from a lawn to drought tolerant uh, plants. Uh, we used an equity criteria to ensure that parks or projects are included that raise up uh, communities and provide an equi equitable distribution of park amenities. Um, we also included public safety. So if there are projects that are addressing a, a safety concern in a park, then that it has a higher priority. Um, the example is uh, uh, removing the old rusted Franklin Park tennis court light poles um, because we feel those are a safety issue. Um, also projects that are in progress. If it's already, we're already in the middle of it, we're already, you know, implementing it in some stage of planning or, 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 or construction, um, then that's highly prioritized because we're, because it's already in the middle and we want to get it completed. Um, <clears throat> it also includes the general status, so it lists all of our projects, their general status or schedules, well as an estimated cost, if that's known. Um, and projects were also included that, you know, both ones that, that Matt and I know that we're, we're working on or need to work on for diff all of these reasons that I listed earlier, um, also included projects that the Recreation and Parks Commission has discussed at different points in time or have been raised by community members, but not had any staff planning or coordination. Um, and so those are the types that we listed. Projects that um, we also included a, a few projects that are not yet funded or in progress, but have been raised by commissioners or residents um, so that you all could provide staff with, with input and direction on whether we should begin planning for these projects. The way it's laid out, and, and I will share screen in a minute, um, is that there is a column showing a staff level of effort on, on scale of one to five, five being the most significant, something like the, the aquatic center, as I mentioned, and one being a, a minimal effort where it mostly requires finding a contractor getting into agreement and getting that done. Um, so that's really that we did that to provide you with the context of what is this a really big massive project for us to work on or is it pretty simple? Um, we do have very limited staff in our department who coordinate these projects. I included um, on the project list who generally would be coordinating it, but really it's myself and, and, and our parks manager. Uh, at some points he has, in some projects, he has assistance with our park supervisor, but our parks, park supervisor, Eric Volnar, is really focused on um, operations out in parks and, and managing staff and, and the, the daily going on at parks. Um, we did include a staff recommendation. Um, I really want to prioritize or, or emphasize that when we said something has a low staff recommendation, it absolutely does not mean we don't think that that project is valuable um, or important. It means that we don't believe that it um, we have the resources to do it at in this next or you was focused on this next year of um, kind of year year and a half because right now we're off cycle a little bit I think uh, you know because we're looking toward the the fiscal year 23 24 um, and some of these projects will be we are in the middle of or doing in this uh, before we start that fiscal year but um, there are projects that we just didn't feel we had the staff bandwidth to add in addition to all the projects um, that were of a higher priority 
And the high priority projects, um, we we put them as such because um, you know for the criteria listed, whether safety or equity or funding or in progress, we feel they need to be prioritized. Um, <clears throat> there is a list of projects at the end um, of 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 the spreadsheet um, that are building our transportation projects. I just want you to see those. We're not going to be prioritizing those tonight. Um, but because those are fully managed by either the public works department, generally all by the public works department, we listed those so that you would have an awareness of what projects and uh, public works are doing in parks um, and have an understanding and context that while we are not um, coordinating those projects, we still are what public works likes to call the users. And so we, we being usually myself, Matt and Patrick Russi, our, our recreation manager, um, and uh, Morris McKay, our other recreation manager for Mastic, are, are putting staff time into those projects to make decisions and, um, and help coordinate with public works staff. So with that, I'm going to bring up the priority list. A little bigger. Um, so I'm just going to go through it briefly, and then um, then I think really the next step is for the commission to um, ask any questions, and then public and commission discussion on if any of these projects you feel should have a different priority level, should not be on here, should be raised up, any any of, of that such. Um, so starting at the top, um, I already mentioned in my director's report to Alameda Point Gym safety padding. Um, and here on the far right side is where the priority factors that I, I went through. Um, this is the legend at the top. So you can see um, how things were prioritized. Um, and, and so this is a fairly, this is one of those ones that has a fairly low staff level of effort for really a high community um, need in terms of safety. So we highly prioritize that. City Aquatic Center is a very high level staff, staff level of effort. Um, we really are at the beginning of that process, though. Um, we still need to take that to city council and working with the finance director um, to develop a, a financing plan to take to city council. Uh, but city council gave uh, me direction um, unanimously to, to move forward with the city aquatic center. So um, the, uh, a high priority. Um, DPA program we're already in the middle of and um, have uh, grant funding of $850,000 to do that design. And um, you'll be seeing in, uh, I'll be going into contract, um, taking the contract to council in January, and then you'll, you'll see public input starting in that in February and March. Um, Estuary Park phase two, um, I probably should have changed that staff level of effort, but to give you a little bit of context, right now, it's not a lot of effort because I'm working through the, with the, uh, we, it is funded. We have um, in total $5 million of funding to do it. Um, and, but the, the, the grant itself won't be, won't be signed until next fall. I have some preliminary work and design work to do before then. So there is a decent level of effort there, but um, we need to get that design done before we um, go into a contract uh, with the grant agreement, which is for construction. Uh, field renovations is one that we do every year, and we are, as of this year, um, as you heard actually at the last, as we talked about at the last meeting, we are 
um, doing significantly more work and level of effort for field renovations um, because it's a safety issue because they're so heavily used that um, the fields get worn down so much that, that there's there's safety issues for the, the kids and adults using them. So we're doing a higher level of renovations in the off seasons. Um, Franklin tennis court resurfacing is part of what this group already directed as part of uh, the funding we have in the current fiscal and the current budget. Uh, so we'll be doing that in the spring. We're just waiting for the warmer weather. And then we, we plan to remove the old light poles that are rusted as part of that project. Um, Harrison Center patio improvements and repair is actually happening right now, as, as you heard my director's report. So that's already in progress will be done very, very soon. Uh, Cruzy Park tennis court resurfacing. Also, we're waiting for the warmer weather. And so that'll be happening in the spring or summer. Um, and that already was directed uh, as part of this and is incorporated into this current budget cycle. Um, same thing with Lidecker basketball court, Lincoln and Longfellow. Those were all on the project list that you all uh, approved last year. Um, mature tree plantings. Uh, Today we had to remove the, the large fig tree in Lincoln Park and tomorrow we're removing the two um, magnolias in Chichenio Park um, because they all, excuse me, have uh, structural, uh, interior structural and root decay and, and pose a safety hazard. So we want, we need to um, replace, we plan to replace those with larger uh, trees, not your simple um, plant a, a 15 gallon tree planting. So uh, that's a priority for us on for many of the reasons listed. Um, pathway repair and placement, including large sections of Shoreline Park um, that was funded specifically by city council uh, this last fiscal year and, um, and is a safety issue in terms of, of trip hazards. Um, Tillman Park is our next playground that's up for uh, design and installation. Um, we would expect that to happen later this year. Um, every year we ask city council to uh, fund 250,000 for playgrounds. Um, and that's what we would be asking this upcoming budget um, and, and then would construct it later in the year. Uh, shade structure, especially the Sweeney Park sand pit um, is also on the project list that this commission approved last year. And as well as skate park expansion, I'm currently working, uh, I need to put out a request for proposals for um, design and, and build teams to, to make that happen. Um, Sweeney Park trail connectors, those are the trails that that's funded by a, a grant through the uh, Alameda County Transportation Commission. And uh, there's two connectors at the north to the business park and out to Constitution and Triumph and two connectors at the south at um, 8th and Wood. And uh, so we're just finishing design. I'll be going out to bid uh, to construct that later this year. Um, Tree planting throughout parks, that's something we do with our tree contractor that happens annually. Last year, we planted about 175 trees. Um, we anticipated planting a bit less than that this year, but now is the time. Um, and so you'll see that happening soon. It's, it's a very small level of effort for us. It's really a, a staff identifying which locations and then the contractor uh, installs in the trees. Um, we also um, would like to start converting athletic field lighting to LED. Um, 
this is a project in which um, ultimately it saves the city funds in our operations. Um, it's it's better lighting, it's it's brighter lighting. Um, and Estuary Park we would like to do first because the, the lights there, the bulbs there are failing. And so rather than um, replace them with old lights, not old lights, but with regular uh, lights, we'd like to convert them at the same time. Um, it's not a huge level of effort, but it's a decent amount of money because uh, it requires, you know, hiring a contractor who has a, a boom lift to, to, to get folks up there to, to um, do the lighting. Um, we also, both with staff and volunteers, uh, would like to start, as I mentioned, we are starting converting the ornamental lawn to drought tolerant poll pollinator landscape. Um, we also, the Estuary Park scoreboards, what this is, is, is that uh, Alameda Park, Alameda Friends of the Parks Foundation donated two scoreboards um, for Estuary Park when, when that park opened. And there's one scoreboard for the Challenger Field that's designed and, and used by um, kids with developmental and physical disabilities, and then also the multi-use field. Um, however, it turned out that um, it wasn't as simple as just putting the scoreboard, that the electrical and, and everything to that was needed to, to to make the scoreboards work um, was uh, $80,000 to $100,000. And, um, and we didn't, haven't, haven't identified those funds. Um, and so we think we now have identified that. We're working toward it. We may need to use some of our funding for the next fiscal year uh, as part of our park maintenance. But um, we feel it's important because it's something that was donated to us. And it's been several years now. We haven't been able to get them up due to that cost. Um, so we're really trying to move that forward on behalf of the foundation. Um, Fernside East Shore Pathways, uh, you may recall a, a few years ago, well, in tw October 2019, um, City Council directed me to um, uh, work on three pathways. At, they gave me direction for three pathways on Fernside and two pathways on East Shore. Um, we closed one path, uh, they gave direction to close one pathway on Fernside. And then we uh, have since improved one pathway uh, on Fernside and are working on <clears throat> repairs on the other pathway. Um, so these in general is more doing repairs as well as I'm working extensively with the city attorney's office to complete easements that we have to do before we do design of the entire project. Um, the memorial bench donations with that is that's really ongoing for us. They're funded by donors and then our staff works with the donors to identify location and then we do installation. Um, BMX Park, this is something that um, we talked about uh, at the last meeting and um, we have the feasibility study now that's been completed. Um, and then it's a matter of design and identifying funding. So this is not funded at all. Um, and we need to figure out, uh, really look more uh, with designers who design BMX parks to see if that location, we know it'll work from a logistical point of view, but now we need to better understand will it work from a design perspective, especially because it's bisected, but with a road. Um, we also have two parks that we want to change uh, the old park signs to, from what they are to, to concrete signs. We actually already have the concrete signs. It's at Tillman and Tawada. 
And uh, so it's just a matter that we are need to schedule the contractors to install those signs. Um, as this commission has recently uh, talked about, the East End Bay Farm Dog Park is now planned for, for Tilden Way. Um, there's not a lot of staff level for my department that needs to happen to that in this upcoming year because um, design and construction won't happen until 2024 after the transportation project is completed um, where that will be located. Um, the campground at Ensenal, um, it's just uh, west of the Ensenal boat ramp. It's the old Navy campground. Um, that is a project that we've identified as low only because I think this would be a fantastic project, but um, uh, it, it just would take staff time to do the RFP and for a request for proposal for private uh, operator, developer, work with them, fig, you know, negotiate that. And, and figure out how to move that forward. Um, and so we, you can see how many projects we have on our plate. And so that's why we put it as a lower priority. Um, oops. What we also have on here is installing field lighting controllers. We would really like to do it. Um, but again, it's a matter of, of uh, needing to identify the funding and, and time to do so. Um, an outdoor futsal court. Um, there's one that's that's uh, at the Hornet Field at Alameda Point that's managed by the Alameda Soccer Club under a lease. I've had requests from the from the public from at least one person to have a, a, a city owned one. Um, but again, we, we have no idea what the costs are. We don't know the location. Um, and that would be a, a, a project that would take a, a lot more staff resources than I feel we currently have. Um, this is one that I just wanted to be on your radar. It's it's really not going to happen anytime in the immediate, but um, our park maintenance staff do not have what's called a corporation yard. Um, every city has a corp yard, um, at least for their public works. We do have one here for public works. And what that is, is, is a yard and, a, and, a, and an office and a place where, where they can store materials and where they can um, have all the appropriate facilities they need for a central location um, to operate out of. Um, we have one that our park staff has built over time at Alameda Point that's uh, connected to in the old Navy uh, pool that's connected to our existing gym. So there are continued improvements that they want to do on that. Um, and they kind of chip away at them when they can, um, but, but uh, we don't have that funded. Um, same thing with Sweeney Park with second and third phases um, to do those and, and finish the design and, and go after the grants and do the construction. It would be a very high level of effort. Um, the west side could end up being built out with the City Aquatic Center if that project continues to move forward. Um, and but but all of those are, are unknowns. And then listed here before you, I'm not going to read them all out, are all of the public works and transportation projects um, that are uh, either being built by developers or in progress or being done by um, public works. So with that, that concludes my report. Um, I'm going to go ahead and leave this up so that you can um, actually, uh, uh, Chair, would you like me to leave this up or would you like me to take this down as we're having our conversation? Um, I'm okay taking it down. I have a copy in front of me. I don't know the other okay. question want it up. Tell you what, I'll stop share, and then if we find her in the discussion, we need it up. I can easily bring it back up. Okay. All right. 
So I think the first thing is to address any questions or comments from the audience. So if you would like to speak, I, I think we do members of the audience before commissioners. Uh, if you are in the audience virtually and you would like to speak on this topic uh, with a limit of three minutes, please raise your hand. Okay, to begin, Speaker Fairfield. Hey there, this is Chris. <laughs> Thanks everyone. Um, I'm from the Alameda Tennis Coalition. And actually, um, I'm really uh, interested in all the projects that are going on. There, there are quite um, some really great things that are gonna be happening. Um, I wanted to bring up, uh, we're here tonight because we wanna talk about a need of more tennis courts. Um, we have our lovely courts at Washington Park and our tennis community is growing uh, and it's still growing. And so we're looking to the future and we are thinking about what what is needed next for our growing community. And we'd like to maybe look at either the College of Alameda tennis courts, if um, ARPD might be able to reach out to them. Um, you know, we're just trying to look uh, to our future. And so we want to bring this uh, just, you know, to your attention because we, we've we been working with ARPD for the past year and a half, um, speaking to ARPD what our needs are. So we wanted to bring this to your attention. So thanks very much. Okay, thank you, Speaker Fairfield. Uh, next member we have is Joe Stack. Welcome, Mr. Stack. Yes, hello. Hopefully you can hear me. Uh, yeah, I just wanted, yes, hello. I just wanted to um, emphasize uh, the Encinal campground opportunity for the city and for the Bay Area and for tourists and the all the many benefits that this uh, campground provides as you know we all know Alameda is the only inhabited island in the in the Bay Area and it can also be one of the only urban campgrounds in the Bay Area to add to its uniqueness. Um, there's several different aspects of this uh, campground that the two minutes that we have left don't really allow me to go into so I just want to plant the seed with all the, with the commission and I know Amy has heard me on several 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 times uh, trying to get this going and so um, if you guys are not familiar with it um, um, please familiarize her with with this opportunity as it's a great opportunity to enhance the city um, the the outdoor uh, aspects of the Bay Area and, and many other things, um, and it's just a, a great thing to um, you know that I think is long overdue that 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 the Navy saw back in the '90s, but um, for uh, federal reasons they had to let it go, and so we have an opportunity to bring it back, and um, I hope we can do so in the very near future. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Stack. Is there anyone else in attendance virtually that would like to speak on this item in the agenda? Currently no one's raising their hands. Okay, thank you. All right, uh, at this point in time, we have time for 
discussion among the commission members before we do or do not make a recommendation to Director Wildridge. Did anyone have anything that they'd like to speak on related to this agenda item? Commissioner Robbins. Thank you. <clears throat> um, and, it, and it isn't a, a, a question so much about any of the um, different articles. I mean, uh, the aquatic park, yes. Pathway repair, most definitely, um, you know, needs to be done. Um, I'm a firm believer in this skateboard park expansion. Um, so, and um, and also for the BMX um, facility, which I think we all know I've been very vocal about those. Um, but my question, and maybe this is something to take offline with, with you, Amy, is just to understand um, why if what what all in, is entailed in a feasibility study that it will cost seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars um i just so that i and again i maybe that's something take offline and, and meet with you personally so the feasibility study is complete. That cost $25,000 and that's done. Um, so I, uh, you and I should check in. I, I know you were, you were, you were out uh, ill the last couple of meetings and we talked about that at, I think the last meeting. Um, so the, the skate, the, sorry, the, the BMX site at just West of the skate park, it basically was determined that it is feasible in regards to utilities and, and things like that. Um, what was also identified is that Monarch Street, which runs along Spirits Alley, um, bisects the park into two parts. Um, and that road needs to be there because that is the primary access point for the future sports complex. Um, and so what I'm saying is that I think is that we really need to, uh, if we want to move forward with this project, engage an architect who is 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 knowledgeable about BMX park design um, to see what's feasible because now that makes it into two smaller little parks now that we know that road has to be there. The $750,000 you see before you is my very, very, very rough estimate of full build-out cost to build ah, a BMX okay. car, park, not to design, including design. Like that's the whole ball of wax to get us a finished BMX park. Okay. And and I literally about 10 minutes ago sent you a, a private email saying we need to have a, a, a so can we schedule okay, that? Okay, cool. Yep. <laughs> Thank you for the clarification. Sure. Okay, next comment, Commissioner Wynn. I had uh, like two two comments. One, um, Director Woolworth, I really appreciate this like priority matrix. This is kind of what I do. And I love the way that you kind of thought about it. And I appreciate just, it's a long list and appreciate having you putting the time to doing the priority factors because that really helped me align kind of where you are, you know, deciding on high versus low, et cetera. Um, you know, to, to Joe uh, Stack's question because I did have a question on the in snow campground I know it's listed as low but can you just give us a little bit more information as it sounds like you and Joe has many conversations about it and I love just to understand a little bit more uh, about that one and then the second thing is can you kindly remind me like where we're putting the stage structures for the Sweeney pit because I did hear a lot of feedback for having the shade and I remember it was brought up but if you could remind me where we're putting that that would be helpful thank you 
So, so if you're familiar with, I'll start at Sweeney Park because I think that's easier and quick. Um, there's that that sand pit area at Sweeney Park. Um, the shade structure is intended to cover that entire sand area, and so the posts. We have not designed it yet, so I, I can't say exactly, like, for example, whether the post would be inside or outside the little low um, retaining wall, um, but that's the intent is that it would cover that whole area because we know that that sand, we get complaints that that sand gets quite hot sometimes um, during the summers, and so uh, that that that's the location. Do you have any other questions? Does that clarify that for you? Um, will you, is that, because I know there's a big slide, that, that slide is included with the shade structure. Will be, no, the shade structure would only be over that oval sand area. Ah, I see. Okay. Because I yeah. also heard that, that when it gets really hot, that metal gets hot, but okay, mm, that's a, I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But since you haven't designed it, um, we can put that as a side. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have enough money to do to that would be a really large shade structure to get both. So I think we start with the sand area. And if we we'd also have to covering the slide would be challenging because it's on the hillside. So I think we'd really have to, not that it can't be done, but I think there's just more engineering that we'd have to figure out with that. Um, Ensignal Campground, uh, I encourage all of you for those that came on the um, tour uh, that we did back in August, I think. Uh, this group did a, a tour of different sites. We did stop at the campground and 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 I showed you that. Um, so it's it's a previously old Navy run campground. Um, so you can even when you're standing out there kind of see where the old sites were located. Um, it's cool because it's right on the water. Um, when we I, I worked with East Bay Regional Park District and the Coastal Commission um, they and and got designation for Ensignal Beach and the boat launch to be um, a trailhead on the San Francisco Bay Water Trail, and so um, it's a really cool opportunity for this urban interface of camping that's also on the water. So, um, for example, people could camp there and go kayak, or people could kayak from other areas and land there, and then we could have a storage locker, and then they could camp and. They could even Uber over to have dinner on Webster. So there's this really cool urban aspect to it. Um, there's also a lot of opportunity to provide camping opportunities for um, kids who've never been camping, right? Because it's right in their backyard. Uh, we could work with, you know, Alameda Point Collaborative or Boys and Girls Club and, and disadvantaged youth that have never really spent time outdoors. And because this is right near their house, um, we could get them comfortable with that concept of being outdoors. Um, the process for developing this um, is that we would do a request for proposals for um, private businesses to develop, put the money in the capital money into developing this campground. Um, and then they would be responsible to fully operate and maintain that campground. So I, that would be you know, a fairly long um, period of time, you know, I don't know how many years, but in the 10, 20 year or more framework, because that whatever private operator they are, um, would need to be able to amortize out their investment into this. Um, and they would charge for the campground use, obviously. Um, and then what that <laughs> camping looks like, um, uh, would still be the purview of, of the city in regards to, is it only tent camping? Is there some um, 
are there RVs allowed? Are there uh, what people call glamping where you set up permanent, um, some kind of nicer camp site space? Um, so that all hasn't really been thought through and needs to be thought through. Of what type of camping do we want to allow there? Um, and ultimately, so we, we would need to think through those concepts first then do a request for proposals that talks about those concepts of what kind of camping the city wants to have there. Um, and then it would go before city council. Um, but even in that initial phase, all of this would need to go before the commission and city council do the request for proposals, vet those businesses and go into agreement with someone. So um, that's, what, that's what it would look like. Thank you. Yeah, I wasn't able to make that tour, but thank you for, for sharing the information. Yeah, it's totally open for anyone to um, to, to walk up. So it's it, I highly recommend it. It's gorgeous out there. Any other commissioners have any comments? Commissioner Jones? Director Walbridge, I have a question about uh, mature trees. Is there a, um, are we use, utilizing specific trees for specific parks or, or are we planting the same trees? Well, that would be kind of difficult to plant the same trees at the same park. So, so how do you determine which parks need trees and what those trees are? Right. Uh, it's a fantastic question. There's there's two components. There were actually two projects listed in there. Um, one is just tree planting that we do every year. And mm -hmm. and and that where I mentioned we did 175 or so last year. Um, right. Those are smaller ones that are uh, those are not mature, so to speak. They are small little 15 gallon saplings. Um, uh, in terms of location, our 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 park staff um, determines those locations. Um, in terms of species, we, we have a current list of tree species that we utilize. However, the city is currently um, engaging in the very beginning of engaging, um, doing an urban forest plan. Um, and, and the public engagement for that plan will start in uh, January. And I expect that draft plan to come before you uh, later next year. And it's about a one year process um, the end of that, one of many results of that urban forest plan will be a, a list of tree species that are appropriate for Alameda, both in parks and um, in the other streets and other public right-of-ways, um, as well as potential locations. So right now, we because we're not under the current street tree plan, um, parks weren't included over 10 years ago when that was developed. Um, mm -hmm. We've been managing it on our own, identifying where we feel the right locations are, um, as well as the correct species. The one that you see on the plan that's called mature trees, those are only three trees, um, actually two, three, four, five trees, really in, in, in that um, we are right in the middle, of, we're about to replace soon to the two oak trees at Lincoln Park that fell recently and, and people fundraised to replace those at, with mature trees. And when I say mature trees, that means ones that are more like a, what we call a 24 to 48 size inch box with a tree that already has somewhat of a canopy um, and is not a little sapling. Um, so we'll be replacing those two oak trees this, this winter. Um, we'll be replacing the, not necessarily in the exact location, we're looking at what we think are better locations for those at Lincoln Park. And then we will be replacing 
Um, we're anticipating replacing the two magnolias at Chochenyo Park in the same locations because that's a very uh, kind of more historical uh, landscape tree plan that, that at that park, our oldest park. Um, does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Thank you. Right. You're welcome. And Vice Chair Alexander. Thank you. First of all, Director Woolridge, thank you to you and your staff for um, this wonderful report. The way it's laid out is very easy to read. If anybody wants to know what you people are doing every day, all they need to do is look at this list. <laughs> um, most of the things on here that you talked about tonight are already in progress, correct? Uh, many of them are, yes, yeah. especially right. ones that are a high priority. Right. Um, I have a question. I don't know if this is time to ask it. Um, do we have a list of, I know that Tillman is the next uh, playground to be refurbished. Do we have a list of who's coming next in the next four or five years? Or is that something I should bring up as a new agenda item? Um, I can pull up our list. We have that, that staff developed internally um, a few years ago, but I am more than happy to bring, I can, I can pull it up right now. And um, if you give me a minute, and uh, I'm happy to bring that as an agenda item to the commission. For an agenda item for you, that's fine. I just was a curiosity point when I saw this. Yeah, um, the and just so you, sorry not to interrupt. The way we developed it is um, two factors really. The the one of the primary factors is how old it was. Um, some of these at the time when we started this program were getting so old that we couldn't even get replacement parts. Right. Um, so the the how old it was and, and, and the, how uh, the, the state of, of, you know, that it was of maintenance that it was in. Um, and then also uh, equity and making sure that we're installing playgrounds um, in, that serve everybody and, and ensuring that we're doing ones in, in more lower income areas such as, as Woodstock and, and uh, Longfellow. Right, okay, thank you. Um, I would like to, respond to the need for more tennis courts. I, I don't object to that. Just like we need more pickleball courts. I have asked this, I know many times, and I don't understand why on weekends and that we can't have more access to the tennis courts that the school district has. I don't think the Encinal courts are even in good shape to use these days. I don't know if they're used by Encinal High School. I know you and I have chatted about this, Director Woolridge, but I would really like us to look at that possibility. I mean, they're sharing our playgrounds with their kids during recess and that. I think we need to look and see what we can do with them to use their tennis courts and areas on weekends when they're not being used. And I have no objection to looking into proposals for the Encinal uh, campground. I think that's really a cool idea. Um, and, but the rest of the list looks um, good to me. I do have one question. If you're taking the lights out at Franklin, do you plan to replace the lights at Franklin? Uh, we do not plan to replace those lights at Franklin at this time. If we plan to take, they've not been, I've been here 10 and a half years and those lights have not been on and we've not received any requests for lights there. Okay. Um, those are my only comments. Thank you. And thanks to staff for all their hard work. Thank you. Okay, I will go last. Sorry about that. I'm having internet issues. So if I drop off, that's why. Um, uh, for people who are watching at home and participants, this has been something that the commission has asked for, I think, two years ago. And it's really helpful for me as a commissioner um, 
to determine sort of what's in the pipeline in terms of works by the recreation department. Um, I know that generally you're just asking for us to approve this or not. Um, I don't actually have any questions since I've actually been at the meetings. And so I've been able to kind of follow along, but this is very helpful. Um, I also wanted to mention and correct me that my understanding is that if it's on this list, it's on the parks department's radar and whether it's funded high priority, it's mostly happening as I've tracked. Um, so if you're on here, you're watching and it's, it's because something is low priority. It doesn't mean it's not happening. It just means it's not happening in the immediate future. Am I correct? Um, no, that, that's correct. And even the medium priority ones, um, we will get to them if we have the, the staff resource time capacity to, to do so. And again, this is for the next year to year and a half. Um, this doesn't mean projects that are medium or low will never happen. It means that staff recommendation was over this next more immediate period of time. Okay. Yeah, nothing was really a surprise to me. Um, I wasn't aware of some of the smaller items such as tree planting. I knew that that was happening, but I wasn't sure of like the dollar amount or um, priority. Um, one of the things I did have a question about uh, prior to today was, uh, let's see, um, was the estuary park, the $5 million tag, and that's funded, you said, correct? That is funded. Okay. And then I did want to address, and I know this comes up, I think either every meeting or every other meeting is the need for more park facilities, whether it's pickleball or tennis. Um, and I don't know if a park priority list would include or could be added to include or is to maybe pursue a joint use strategy with the school or the community college. I don't know. I think the commission has indicated an interest, um, but I don't, I think as a public member, and correct me if I'm wrong, as a commissioner, as a member of the public, really we would need to pursue it from the school district or community college district side to get access to their courts. I just want people to keep coming here when we've done, we're doing what we, I think, can to enable access. What, and what I'll do with uh, Alameda Unified uh, in particular is um, we, we do, the city has a um, liaison committee, a subcommittee of that meets every other month with two council members and two um, AUSD board members. And so I'll, I'll put that on the agenda so that we're further discussing that um, as well as raising it uh, again with district staff. Okay, before I get to Commissioner Robbins, so I guess what I'd like to see, I mean, we can talk offline, is pursuing joint use strategies since we do it for other facilities such as the pool, playgrounds, et cetera. Um, but I will close my comments with the school district and right. with all the was it Peralta Community College District, I think? Yes. So with I, I hear loud and clear pursuing um, a joint use agreement with the school district for, for tennis courts. Um, the ones at Encinal are in pretty poor shape. I, I understand that they are still using them, but they're in pretty bad shape. Uh, I wouldn't really recommend public use of those. Um, Alameda would high would be fine. Um, in regards to College of Alameda, I, I also, the, the component that you didn't quite hear is that um, those courts are also in, a, in very, very poor shape. So it's not as simple as just a joint use agreement to allow the public to start using them 
now. Um, they would require significant investment of about a half a million dollars. There's nine courts out there um, that, and it's a roughly $50,000 per court and then and change to um, fully, they're in such bad shape that we can't just resurface over them like we have been with our court current recent projects. They need to be essentially ripped out and start over. Um, so that's why it's a higher price type. So there's a cost associated with that as well that I assume the college would want the city to bear um, because they haven't put the investment into that facility. Okay, thank you. Um, and then moving on, there any more comments before we move to approve or disapprove? Commissioner Robbins. Yeah, I, I just want to um, comment that um, Amy has, has been doing this uh, significant research into the tennis courts. Um, She's met with Henry Chang, who is a huge proponent of with over 250 tennis players under his auspice. Uh, and, and he plays at the um, Alameda High School, uh, used to play at the College of Alameda. Um, and she is right. And it isn't even just the half half. Um, half million dollars to resurface the courts at the College of Alameda, then it's, as as Amy has, she's done a lot of research on this. It's the three years later, the additional $200,000 that have to come up for resurfacing. And then the three years after that, another $200,000 for resurfacing and then potential lighting. Um, and, and that's the unfortunate part is um, with, with this whole discussion in general, um, at, at Encinal High School, there's a big problem with entry and exit uh, egress to those tennis courts and how that would be able to be accomplished as well. Um, so although I, I hear people asking questions about us being able to use these different sites, um, she really has been doing a lot of research on this issue. And it, it's a, not only more complex, but it's the ongoing costs and how are we as a um, uh, Rec and Park, uh, it, it's not until we as a group understand that there are going to have to be ongoing additional quarter of a million, half million dollars every three years that we are going to have to be able to find the funding for in order for us to do these types of projects. Um, but I'll let Amy um, talk to that further. Dr. Robbins is absolutely correct. Um, there is, and, and thank you for raising that, because um, ongoing maintenance is always something that's important to bring to the table and as part of the discussion. And, and I'll just raise that even, you know, we recently resurfaced um, the Washington Park uh, tennis courts, which is fantastic. We got immediate complaints that there were already cracks in, in the court um, within the first couple of weeks. And, and I could tell you why is because um, we, 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 only had enough money to to surface on the top of it to to coat do the coating on top of it essentially, and if you think about uh, what's underneath there is basically the same kind of asphalt as what you have on the on the trails in the parks, and so when you look at some of the trails um, like say Shoreline Park that really need to be redone because they're all pitted and they they have holes in them, um, the same thing is happening to the, the asphalt underneath the tennis courts. And that whole asphalt needs to be replaced. Um, 
on a regular frequency as well. And so, uh, and we've, we've mentioned this to, to some of the tennis players as well, is that really the next time we redo Washington park, it's not going to be a, I forget the exact cost. I think about $140,000 cost. It's going to be a $750,000 cost to rip all of that out, which means removing all of the, all of the, 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 the um, fencing and, and the poles that hold up the, the, the tennis nets. And so it's, it's a major, major project and you're essentially redoing the whole uh, facility. So um, to that point, we need as a city to be doing a better job putting money aside now so that when we know those large um, maintenance repairs need to happen, we have the funding to do so versus every 10 years needing to ask for three quarters of a million dollars to, to really redo Washington court, for example, or every 20 years. So we know that's coming and that's coming in the next round with Washington park. And that's the hard. We need that money just to take care of the ones we have. And now we're asking for funds for additional and we've got to if we're going to fund tennis in this community or pickleball we as a commission are going to have to understand that we are going to have to go and ask for a significant amount of additional funding to be put into the rec and park budget on a yearly basis moving forward or we're just never going to be able to have additional tennis courts in the city the tennis conversation is that um, Harbor Bay Club used to rent before the pandemic, they would rent out their tennis courts um, for USTA games and they no longer do. I, uh, we've asked them, we haven't gotten a clear reason. So if the public, you know, really gets involved to, to ask Harbor Bay if they can open that back up, um, that would relieve a lot of the pressure of scheduling on our Washington Park tennis court as well. Um, because all of that has shifted over to Washington Park. And I just want to recognize for some public members who've raised their hands that public comment um, had already closed for this item. Okay. Uh, any more discussion on this item before you move to a vote? Commissioner Wynn, you had your hand raised. Yes, um, and looking at the, the items, um, Director Rolsch, I just had a question because I know in previous discussions on the dog park, um, we talked about how like it was supposed to be an equity because there was one on the east, I mean, one on the west side. And so I was wondering why equity is not a priority factor here um, in kind of like your analysis. Um, because when I, so to clarify with equity, um, really what I'm saying with equity is not just um, west side, east side. So if west side has one, east side should have one. Um, equity, I'm really looking at more of the um, diversity, equity, and inclusion um, <clears throat> lens that um, we need to make sure that we are um, uplifting communities that have less resources than other communities may have. So playgrounds is a good example, making sure that we're um, providing, you know, sometimes more playgrounds on the West End or, or or bigger playgrounds where we can to really uplift those communities that may need more support because you may have for a good example with playgrounds is in the West End, there's more apartments and people who have, don't have their own yards and have kids. And so those play areas, those public play areas are even that much more important and necessary and needed uh, for them because they're in, apart in apartments and don't have backyards. Okay. 
Um, and the second thing related to the dog park um, is it says here, I know it's minimal effort right now for you because the design and construction won't happen in 2024, but this plan is looking at 2023 to 2024, but I know you plan to bring this back up to us. So, if, you know, I know we might be voting very shortly, but given that it's listed as low, I understand kind of, yes, we'll eventually get to it, but wouldn't that require if we're if we already had the recommendation to move it forward in 2024, some planning from your part, I guess, to design, even though they need to finish their part first. So can you just share a little bit more about that piece? Sure. Um, it's really because they, the transportation department is still in the, in, the, in the design phases. So I don't even have the exact footprint yet to design to. Um, mm -hmm. So sometime later in 2023, I expect to get that design footprint. And then that's when we can start design. Um, but until then, there's really, because I don't even know the exact shape and size of it, there's really nothing that we can do until we have more detailed information. Um, okay. So. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Were there any last minute comments? I know people have their hands up, but we are done with public comment. I will add that I'm actually a Harbor Bay member and I can ex I can actually speak to why they're not hosting events. They don't have enough courts in playable condition, even for regular member usage. Um, hosting even a USTA event is difficult because they're missing nets, cracks. So of 18 courts, I think there's really only three that are playable and they have cracks. Mm. So I would actually love for them to host personally, um, but they're not in a mind to host events or to expand their tennis membership at the time, this time. Um, if there's no further comment by the commissioners or questions, would anyone like to make a motion to approve or to not approve or to recommend that the Parks Department adopt this priority plan? Anyone? Uh, Vice Chair Alexander. I make a motion that we approve the um, City of Recreation Priority Park List for 2023-24. Okay, we have a motion to approve the Park Priority List. Do I have a second? I second. A second by Commissioner Robbins. Can I get a vote, please? Uh, yes. Uh, Commissioner Wynn. Yes. Commissioner Jones. Yes. Commissioner Robbins. Yes. Vice Chair Alexander. Yes. And Chair Navarro. Yes. Thank you all. Motion passes. Uh, next up on tonight's agenda is, let's see if it's confirmed, there's nothing else. Uh, I believe is items for the next agenda. Uh, our next meeting will be on Thursday, January 12th. Director Wilder, do you have anything you know will be on there? Um, I'm pulling, I'm sorry, I'm pulling up my document right now. I have not thought to the next new year yet, um, but let's see. I do have two agenda items, actually. Um, one is the annual um, City of Alameda Transportation Program Plan for Seniors and People with Disabilities. Um, the second is... Um, is actually a presentation um, either January or February, but they're hoping for January, a presentation on the draft concept of the Clement Tilden project with the dog park option. So um, 
actually may we may have that that size and shape of it sooner than I than I think I realized uh, for you, Commissioner Wen. So those are the two I have at the moment. In February, we'll be you'll receive a presentation on the Climate Action Resiliency Plan and a report. Vice Chair Alexander. Yes, I would like to add to a future agenda. I would like to see that list of the priorities of which parks will be refurbished next. We the playgrounds? Yes, playground. Yep, I've put that on the list. We'll do. Thank you. Were there any other items that commissioners would like to see on a, the next or future commission meetings? Okay. I don't have anything. I don't have anything, but if I think of something I'd like to email you that comes up. Okay. All right. If there is no further business, I will call the meeting to adjournment at 8.20 p.m. and see you all next month. Great. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Yeah. See you.